You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Episode two of Pitch This. Yes. So pitch this. That was really loud. That was. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. So, that's how excited we are. I know. I hope you guys really liked the first one. That was a lot. Did you see the comment that said, um, you guys missed the opportunity to call this pitch this <laughs> like a sizzle on the grill? Nah, no, no. I, I just thought that was funny. I was <laughs> like, that's ah. pretty funny. It was on Twitter, so that was a good time. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're still here and we love the first one that we thought it was very fun. So now we're, we're here for second for two. Yeah. yeah. So, but first, like always, we're going to start with a little bit of an intro of myself. Hello, I'm Andy again. And this is Chris coming at you talking about all our favorite things, pop culture and how we are going to put our spin on them, which will probably be better. I'm just saying, because that's what we do as yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, I really like what you said last week, which is we're just two guys. It's like when you go to the movie theater and then you get out and you go talk to all your friends about it. What did you think? What do you think this man? That's pretty much what we're doing here. We're just two friends talking about everything. Yeah. Because you know, there it's funny because when you think about opportunities, what is a missed opportunity? What is a gained opportunity? And it's always tough. And, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. But as fans and with you, our fan community, we can get those opportunities to at least put out these amazing ideas and let them have some form of quote unquote screen time somewhere out there. And who knows? Maybe what you say could be so cool enough that you never know what could happen. Yeah. And then, well, we're not going to get into the topic first, but Chris, any news today? All right, so let's talk about a couple of things. So I love comic books. That's where my bread and butter comes from. So this wonderful Wednesday will be... Actually, no, I take that back. It's not always going to be Wednesdays anymore because I'm sure a lot of people, have, if you're following comic books, you've probably seen that DC Comics and Diamond Distributors are not working together, which is totally fine. Um, I've heard good things and I've heard bad things. And honestly, it's, it's up to you because that's the bridge that's built. But so anyways, this will mean Tuesday is the release of new DC comic books. So this Tuesday, go to your local comic shop, support your local comic shop, of course. And pick up the new Green Lantern 80th anniversary special. Ooh. It's 100 pages. 100. Dude, they pulled out all the stops. This last Friday, um, I got my my advanced copy to review it. Um, I read it. It was fun. Like, it's just all different eras of Green Lantern, all different creators from those areas, creators teaming up again that haven't worked together in a while. It was beautiful stuff. Um, there's going to be some controversy, in my opinion. I think with the Alan Scott story. Um, so in the pre-Flashpoint universe, he was a father. He had you know two two twins, a boy and a girl, uh, Jade and Obsidian. Then when DC did the whole New Fifty Two thing and they relaunched Green Lantern, the Alan Scott one, the Golden Age Green Lantern, uh, they made him a homosexual man, 
which is totally fine. But at the same time, we lost the characters of Jade and Obsidian. Uh, they did introduce Obsidian later on, but there wasn't that connection to the father-son part. Uh, but again, the writers never got to flesh it out because the book canceled. Okay. But it's really interesting. Uh, James Tynion IV was the, uh, the author of this Green Lantern tale in the 80th anniversary special. And there's a moment in the book that it depends on how you really want to read it, which I think is great because it's up to you. If you like, because, you know, it's Alan Scott, but, you know, some people are going to be like, but the new 52 one was the one I discovered. Or somebody's going to be like, no, dude, the 1940s one was the one I discovered. These characters evolve and grow and change and this and that. Sometimes it's, it is what it is. It's up to you to decide. And that's what I think is great about the story. So I think that one's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see a lot of like okay. clickbait articles and stuff like that. So it is what it is. But overall, all the stories were beautiful. Some were just amazing, great stuff. So I highly recommend it. I think it's worth your money and your time. So go check it out. Support your local comic shops. Green Lantern, 80th anniversary. So happy birthday, Green Lantern. And since hey, happy I'm birthday. talking Green Lantern real quick, I thought this was interesting. Speaking of last Friday, which would have been the 19th of June... Do you know why that date's important? Uh, no. Because that's when we should have had the Green Lantern Corps movie oh, released. Wow. Yeah. That was fast. <laughs> right? Remember when they put out that big slate of DC yes, comic movies and they're like, oh my gosh. And we're, we were like, some of us, you know, you're talking with your friends and everything. You're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, what if something happens to an actor between now and then? Like, it's what? It was for like four years or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah. released, um, what, Black Adam with The Rock like four or five years ago? Oh my ago? God. Yeah. That, that's been forever. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's crazy. I just <laughs> found that so amazing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Last Friday, we would have been at movie theaters uh, watching Green Lantern Corps. Uh, uh, I'm excited to talk about that, but I think we're going to save that conversation for another episode. But, so put that on your brain, fans. But that movie wasn't stopped, wasn't stopped because of coronavirus, right? It just was no, never it just, filmed. It was never filmed, never casted, nothing. Like wow. it just, um, I, I would say probably Justice League is what happened. Oh, um, yeah. It stopped know, everything. Yeah, that, that pretty much put all the, the brakes on everything DC. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But, um, and but it ruined, I mean, you love Green Lantern. You're I like do. the biggest Green Lantern fan, so I know that ruined it for you. Well, you know, it's a tough thing because, like, uh, and we kind of hinted on this in the last episode, what's better, a movie or a series? So oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit crushed and defeated, but at the same time, you know, the fact that we're getting that Green Lantern Corps series on HBO, that makes me so happy because now instead of just two hours. When is that supposed hours, to come out? Oh man, good question. I have no clue because no? they haven't okay. the same thing. They haven't even done anything. So, said anything. Yeah, what's okay. scary is it could be like Green Lantern Corps the movie. <laughs> hey, here's this great idea. We'll get to it. We'll get we someday. To it. Someday. <laughs> it's like that backyard project we keep talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, well, another news we got some. The PlayStation Five was finally revealed. Um, I'm been a PlayStation player since PlayStation Two, PlayStation One. I never nice. owned PlayStation One. But PlayStation 2, I have the second one and the third one. I still own the original one. So, And, of course, PlayStation 4. So I cannot wait. Um, they actually released two different ones, which is pretty crazy. They Oh, really? Yeah, they released the one that's going to be digital. So you just um, download all your games into it. No more disc. And then they have the disc one. And I'm pretty sure the digital one is just going to be, a, I think it's going to be like a terabyte of memory. So Which wow. is crazy. Yeah. So that should be fun. I mean, if you're a big video gamer, big times for video games because... The Xbox, um, I forgot that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new one is going to come out. And everybody was making fun of it because I don't know if you saw the memes that it looks like a router. Yeah. And then the Xbox the looks like a from, fridge. Yeah. Like, so it's no, funny. I mean, But I'm, I'm very excited. PlayStation, I agree with you. That's my go-to. 
Um, I remember, God, okay, I remember taking in my Nintendo 64 with the steering wheel and several other games and trading it all in so I could get PlayStation 1 really? used. Really? Wow. So I could get X-Men, uh, I think it was Fight Mutant Academy. Oh, my God. It was a fighter game with X-Men characters. On PlayStation? The yeah, first PlayStation, one? Really? Yeah, that's, that's how my, that was it. So then I got that and, you know, discs and all that stuff. I love the Spider-Man games, Driver, Max Payne, Oof, you know, all that stuff. All the original and, ones, right? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. um, I finally I bought the PlayStation 2 when I was working at Target because I used the discount. I was like, oh, yeah, oh. I got a DVD player now. Life's gold. Oh, I know. Right? Was that the first one? Yeah, I think the so. The PlayStation 1 didn't play? I don't think it did. I think it just played oh, video wow. games only. Oh, so and so, yeah. And I didn't know it was that big of a deal oh, back was, for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I still have my PS2. I kept really? that one, yeah. yeah. I gave it up because then when I went to college, I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to be able to do games in college. So. <laughs> Thanks, college. <laughs> Ugh, school. I know. I'm, I'm back there. Any other news you said? Um, well, let's see. Just one of the big things that I, 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 and I haven't read it yet, but DC Death Metal is out. So last year oh. they did uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Not last year. A couple years back they did Dark Knight's Metal. And that was the big uh, team-up crisis story of the DC Universe. And we are seeing its sequel, Death Metal. Issue 1 is out there. Go check it out. There's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of crazy stuff. There's a lot of wild stuff, so that's cool. And then there is also uh, Empire will start this week, which is the Marvel Comics crossover. So that's going to be really fun uh, to see what happens there. But there was one thing I want to share. It it ran across my uh, social media, and I thought this was pretty cool. So Michael Shannon... Uh, he played Zod in Super Art Man of Steel and uh, Batman vs Superman, so he's been part of Zack Snyder's vision. And he was in a Zoom interview with a media personality, uh, James Van Ostol. I'm sure I said that so wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it was called Car Con Carne Podcast. Car Con Carne. Uh. <laughs> so, anyways, um, but anyways, I guess he must ask Michael Shannon about it. And here was Michael Shannon's reply. I'll, I'll tell you what I know is I. I feel for my friend, Zack Snyder, and he had a rough time of it. Between the struggles with his family and what he went through with Warner Brothers, Zack is a sweet, kind, gentle, hardworking, super conscientious human being, and I hope, I hope that this release gives him some sense of satisfaction or vindication or whatever because he, he's such a good person. He deserves better than what he's been dealing with. And that just, that hit me because... For us as fans, I think we're kind of like, oh, the movie sucked or, oh, yeah. this is what it should have been. But when you are creative and you do the work and it doesn't come full process because of editing, producing or whatever, that is a shame. And to know like during uh, Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder, one of his daughters committed suicide. And and you know he didn't stop right away. You yeah. know he kept working because yeah, he, did. he had like, to. That's then, his job. And it's so tough. And so finally, like, he took some family time away and, you know, just the the situation between him and the studio, that's rough. So I'm really glad to hear Michael Shannon giving us that perspective. Because like I said, I know a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, well, you know, fans getting what they want, fans not getting what they want, whatever. But this this is why we do pitch this, because we love these things. Yeah. And clearly it shows that even those famous people in Hollywood, they love what they do as well. So take it for what it is. And I hope you're excited about it, too. And listen to our pitches and use them because we're right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this week's pitch this. Chris, 
we we kind of we don't really even talk about it we kind of just like hey this is the pitch don't think about it we're gonna just do it so if you have any pitches that you want to hear from us movies video games tv shows let us know you want to see what would happen after chuck is over like what season 11 would be like i will do that if you want uh, the Green Lantern movie, the new Green Lantern show, we'll do that. My name is Earl. That's My right. Name is if Earl. you go back that far, yeah, that show just got mysteriously canceled. We'll bring it back. We'll tell you how we would have done it. Yeah, of course. So this nothing w- is too small for our plate. It's very true. So this week, Chris. All right, Andy. What is your pitch for bringing the X Men into the MCU? Ooh, that's a good one because this is something I want to happen, but at the same time, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. Because you're a big X-Men fan. I am. Cyclops, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the goody-goody two-shoes. <laughs> well, I love the guy. I grew up with glasses, and so I was like, yeah, that's my boy right there. <laughs> All right, so how would I bring the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Okay, so I've, I have I catch a lot of people online. They do their little theories and stuff like that. Um, and again, I, I don't think it would be a good idea to throw them into their own movie right away. I would probably throw them in with another film and then use their movie as like a prequel to their appearance. Okay. So uh, I think I would do, I would I would definitely have like a lot of like little like, you know, mystique to them, not the character mystique, but just that cloak and daggerness of it. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the thing is, Xavier has been using his telepathy to keep some of the mutant battles under wraps because he knows oh, people won't okay. accept this. They won't like it. You know, so so have mutants been around? Yes. Okay. That's how I would okay. play it. So um, this one, I kind of, I'm going to, I'll admit, I'm still a little bit offline, but somebody said like, oh, in the next Spider-Man movie, that's where they're going to introduce the X-Men. And I'm like, gee, the next movie, uh, the next Spider-Man supposed to also introduce Daredevil. And, you know, so, oh, but yeah. that's all rumors. So you and never Deadpool. know. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I like the idea. I would go with Spider-Man. Why? Because this way you get the teenager feel again. Because I think that's what helps a lot of people relate to X-Men is being a teenager you're going through a hormonal process you're going through a growing process you're finding yourself and all these things and what better allegory than the mutants is a, is a great uh, example of that so i would love to use that so i would have it there um definitely you could say like when people were gone during that five years that part of the body evolved to protect itself because we never saw oh, where okay. people went okay Right. We don't know where they were. So like, were they all just hanging out in a different room somewhere? Did they cease to exist? And then they just got revived. So I would say like they were definitely on another planet. And then that's the catalyst for the mutant evolution in some people, not all. So that creates the mutant gene. Okay. Okay. And it's just, it's something that people do naturally. I mean, you know. So mutants started from that point on. Yeah. From right after the snap, whatever, I would say that, that, that those, the, the people that were snapped, they would have been sent to like another Earth-like planet. So, or maybe what would be awesome too is maybe there are two versions of Earth, not getting all metal, metal, you know, meta, multiversal, but like they they lived on the same Earth, but it's just this was version A with the with the Marvel heroes that saved it, and then this is version B with the Marvel heroes who died. That snapped. So yeah. they're okay. they're there, and it's like you know, and they lived through that process too. They you know, Bucky saw Cap turn to sand, and you know, all things like that. So that's how I would play it out. So yeah, like it's a little bit more wilder, you know, there's there's bigger threats and stuff like that and people started getting powers. Now I know you asked the question, well wait a bit, like what about Magneto, uh, you know, and that's tough because I do believe 
the Holocaust needs to be a part of Magneto's origin. Like it yeah. has to. Uh, but then at that same token, like it goes back to like Professor Xavier served in Korea. Like he was in the Korean War. Um, a lot of people forget about that because they don't use that in his origins. You know, they just kind of play with the idea that he's a, a you know, like he did some service time necessarily. Um, so, but so, do you think the Holocaust will be too late? I think so. I think we're getting to a point now where it's too far away. Yeah. Now, and, and this is what could be. And I mean, again, it, the comics have even addressed that as well. Like they've played with the idea like, oh, Magneto's getting too old. So they, they did a storyline where he was... Uh, given more life, he was uh, reduced in age and stuff like that. And of course, it's comic okay. books, so we don't yeah. care. You no know, one dies. <laughs> yeah, we play with that stuff all the time. So, you know, maybe like Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister, like they should be the premier villains because that way they have the genetic, the geneticist side of them. So they play with it. But anyways, I'm delving too long into the the, 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 the bits and the nuts and bolts that nobody's going to really care about. But I would say that the snapping is definitely what triggered it. Um, we could play with the idea that mutants have always been there. Namer, uh, Magneto. I'm fine with them being, you know, World War II era. Okay. You know, you could totally do that. Like Magneto could have been an eight year old boy, make him as young as you think is possible. And he used his powers by accident, kind of riffing off the X-Men, the first movie origin namer you know atlanteans we don't know you know they could just be they could age slower so that could be part of his process uh but anyway so the mainstream mutants but yeah i would basically have it that you know peter parker goes to high school with mutants and so it's like oh you know peter parker's like hey what's up scott and that's scott summers hey what's up aurora and then that's aurora monroe who's storm you know and you could have some of these kids there and obviously they band together and they do the super heroics but at the end of each mission it's basically charles xavier mind wiping everybody to be like you didn't see this it didn't happen and then that's why they're not public but then it, it happens you know something is just like somebody just caught the right amount of footage and it's out there you know? so you're saying the x-men are gonna be teenagers yes so, i would i would do i would kind of base, i would play with evolution x-men evolution yeah, so that I cartoon? Say, yeah so i would have that where some of them are older some of them are adults and then some of them are kids like wolverine everybody's gonna want wolverine to be an adult male okay cool of and course. i know this kind of sounds like the second half of the Fox films, but I, I, I don't, I think it was a good idea. I just don't know if I agree with the way that they launched some of it, but yeah, that's how I'd play it out. I would kind of look to the, the ultimate comics, uh, X-Men evolution cartoon, and I would have that. And so I would introduce the Marvel cinematic universe X-Men via Spider-Man home, homeschooled. I don't know what you call it, you know? <laughs> um, you know, and so, and then there you go. And so that's what we find out is that Peter Parker has been going to school with people, people that vanished during the five years, they tend to be more on the mutant side of things. And then of course, you know, uh, I would play with, a, I would probably play with the idea just because it's funny because why do we love Spider-Man? Why do we love Iron Man? Why do we love Captain America? But we hate Wolverine. We hate Cyclops. We hate Storm. You know, why uh -huh. Why heroes but not the X-Men? So I think I would play with the idea. Probably I think this would be a good one to have Mr. Sinister be the villain. And then I would do Bolivar Trask again just because I love the idea of the Sentinels. I think that's great because it's like there's such oh, a, yeah. a horrible villain, but you kind of you can see where they're coming from because it's like this is humanity saying we don't want to die. We're not, you know, this isn't our fault and you have the bigger gun. So I'm going to make a bigger gun, the rule of escalation. So I think that would be really cool. So that's what it would. Uh, those would be my two villains in that situation. And I wish we could see like actually like the X-Men fight these giant robots. Oh, God. Because right. even in um, what was it X Men Three, the last stand, like they yeah, tease they at it, tease but they it. only cut off its head, and then you just <laughs> crashes into the scene. But that's yeah, it, but they right? Didn't show the whole thing. Because even X Men, the last stand, 
like um they don't do anything right they they're just there no, they like do something little but they're not even they huge walk, yeah they, yeah yeah they're maybe like eight foot tall people yeah and, you know and you're like oh that's nothing you yeah know? Like, yeah i want those giant megazord looking uh-huh. things you know to go after it so that's your pitch yep i would just say let's let's do it that way some are adults uh you have the school you have kids but some of them are still public schooled and there you go and it's just been xavier has been you know keeping it private and public and there is some of that because obviously spider-man started off as a as a private hero you yeah. know look there were a couple of youtube videos um we still haven't seen daredevil luke cage iron fist and jessica jones so there is room for the theory that there's heroes out there and they're not always big part of the mainstream marvel universe ghost writers out there you know so yeah why can't the mutants be out there that's so what I would do. let me ask you this are they gonna do anything heroic in spider-man are they just gonna talk to, about them they'll definitely be a part of it like I, I think so okay here's what i would do so sinister is gonna be the main bad guy um so he's all about the genetics and stuff like that right and because i love the scarlet spider and you know i don't know if he'll ever make it to the movies but i can always dream <laughs> but i want to have it that so i would I guess they're not at the college level yet. So this will probably still be at the high school, but you could have like Mr. Warren is there and that uh, I can't think of his first name, but Warren, I think, yeah, Miles Warren. There we go. Miles Warren. He was the jackal. He's a Spider-Man villain. Okay. Yeah. He's also a geneticist and he's the one who was responsible for cloning. So I think that would be perfect for him to be kind of teaming up with Sinister. So yeah, maybe we see like, you know, evil mashups of of mutants running around and attacking stuff. So that justifies the Sentinel program to happen. Um, and, okay. and, and so, yeah, you'll you'll have that big act three fight. And so maybe we do that. Maybe you do see the Sentinels and they're getting near the high school to attack. And people are just like, wait a second. Like we can understand, but you're attacking a school. This doesn't make it right. So Spider-Man and the X-Men show up. They have the big throw down and they stop it. And of course, you know, Miles won't be Jackal yet, but he'll be inspired. Sinister will have used him a little bit and set up some of the mechanicians. But of course, he'll escape, you know, twiddle his mustache and escape to, <laughs> to be villainous another day. But yeah, they'll definitely do something heroic, but they won't be the full focus of the film. Okay. And then I would I would introduce them, kind of do like the Black Panther formula, introduce them. And then later on, when they have their big movie, that's when you do all of it. You have the origin, the further explanation and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. So th- that was my next question. Are they going to have like a full movie next oh, yeah. time? Do you do a Wolverine origin? Like, do you do that type of origin? You know what? Honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I would not have Wolverine in the first film. In the first, like yep. the Spider-Man I wouldn't one. Have him, I don't think I'd have him in the Spider-Man one. I don't think I would have him in the uh, the, the, the their X-Men film just because they're, they're, they're like, I mean, we know Wolverine's going to sell, so can we of see course. if the X-Men can carry themselves? You know, because that was a big complaint. That was even a big complaint for me, too, with the Fox films. It was just Wolverine, Wolverine and the X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men, you know, and it's like, no, let's do this X-Men, you know, like, let's do that. Uh, so, yeah, I would I would play it up. I'm, I'm a fan of the 05. So Cyclops, Iceman, uh, Angel Beast, Jean Grey, put Storm in there, uh, put Colossus in there, maybe Nightcrawler. So that gives us like eight eight superheroes and that way you get a mix of the originals some of the international x-men and you play it off that way and then okay you know then when the movie hits boom give us the colossus give us the gambit give us more and then you know the third or the the, the second x-men film yeah do wolverine or maybe even just introduce wolverine on his own okay you know so that's how i'd play it wow nice pitch well, thank you thank you sir so marvel listen up <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready to come aboard <laughs> so okay so what you got, Andy? 
Okay. So, I'm going to go I'm I'm going to agree and I'm going to say that mutants have been around and Charles Xavier Magneto were they friends in co- in the comic books? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with that. But there were there weren't too many mutants. Right. So everyone has that gene of the mutant gene, but since we're not going to take off Deadpool, I'm going to use what they did with um, you need a little distress, how how they put them through all that stress test in the movie. I don't know how they how it happened in the comic book, but they put them through all the stress. They're like, we need to bring this out. So during all the stress of the snap and um, I want the actual snap to actually be a part of that. So the first snap. All right. It already brought up like couple thousand uh-huh. second snap more power just goes out into the world so boom more power more mutants nice so these people are starting after the snap someone like i wish Ooh, and just something to throw at you real quick i didn't think about it that way we've had three snaps danos right yeah Hulk, oh yeah. and and iron, then iron man well there you go so you, got, so, you can play with that so, i like that yeah so every time you snap so i want the beginning maybe I don't think I would give them, like how you said, I don't think I would give them uh, an origin movie right away. I think I would want to introduce them in a way. Right. But I, I want there to be a scene where they do snap and people start coming back. And then, like, you see this guy go on fire. Like, whoosh, he just lights up on fire. Uh-huh. Or he freezes. Or this guy turns to metal. Or um, Kitty um, starts running through a wall. She's, like, scared. She's, like, running away. Like, where's my mom and dad? She just runs. She, boom, yeah. runs through a, like, run, run, runs through the wall. And then, um, where's the other one? Um, oh, my God. Well, Colossal turns to metal. And I just want there to be scenes where the snap happens. They come back. Or they're, they were already here. People start popping up in front of them. Right. And then they just, like, they, they think they're hurt because, oh, my God, this guy's on fire. They think. Yeah, like, oh, I, help him. Put him yep, out. Yep. Yeah. I want to see, like, those scenes of, like, them not knowing what the heck is going on. But Charles and Magneto, they do, and they've been out here. They, they've they had their powers from, like, way back in the day. But they are they were looking for the hand, um, hand, what is it? The handful of mutants that were out there. But now with this snap, they're just, it's going overboard. Like, there's oh, all yeah, these yeah, people trying to come out. So I, I think I would want the first movie to be just about them actually looking for mutants. Okay. Like, but I do want them. They they survived the snap, so like they're out there. They're like, oh my god, like Xavier, like these people are out here. They're like we're quadrupling like overnight. Like these people are just like starting to come out. So of course you have those people like using their powers for bad already, and then you have those people trying to hide their powers because. They're scared. They yeah. they don't know what's happening. And, you, of course, you try to get those people that want to be the Avengers. So you might get a couple, like, little team-ups and whatever. So I really want to push the fact that they're, they're getting their powers, most of them, from the snaps. So we just keep seeing, like, people, like, destroying buildings and, like, people. And I think that's when you do get the Sentinel program and you do get people, like, um being like we need to be ready of course the government always wants to be ready they always wants to make sure that they have control so what do they do they, they try to get maybe what, what is that team the the ross ross's team oh the thunderbolts, thunderbolts. thunderbolts. Okay. Yeah, yeah so maybe you try to like Ooh, nice. incorporate something like that because you try to you you need a control you need something to if these people are gonna start destroying because of course you get like mutants that have too strong of a power um what was he he was an x-men evolution we get them 
he can control like the earthquake. Oh, avalanche. Yeah. Avalanche. Exactly. Yeah. So you get the, like out of nowhere in the middle of like Kansas, in the middle of where there's no fault lines, all these earthquakes just start happening and they're destroying buildings. But because his little teenage boy like can't control it because he doesn't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. So I want that. I, w- I think I would want like a, a movie of these two guys actually going to look for people and trying to help people. And I think I want Magneto, Magneto to be more of like the Malcolm X be like, look, but we can. We need to like we need to make sure that they're not killing us. They need to kill them before they kill us type of thing because yeah, there's more m- proactive instead yeah, of peaceful. Yeah. OK, but he's more like, no, like we need to live. Um, was Xavier needs to be like, no, we need to live amongst each other. We we can't be freaks. We can't have these kids um, be scared of who they are. Yeah, and I think I would want um, Cyclops. I think um, so. Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, um, Colossal. Um, let's go with Nightcrawler because he's he's a badass. Yeah. Um, but That's what Bamft says Bamf B A M F badass motherfuckers. Yeah. So when he teleports. <laughs> yeah. So and I think you know what? I will go with your your, your ideal of Spider Man introducing him as Spider Man because. I feel like his movies are always pretty up, like uplifting and happy and fun. And uh-huh. so I think that'd be cool to see him even like run into like a mutant, like this new guy, like um, Spike. Yeah. He's out here. He's trying to rob a bank. I think he's a good guy, right? Yeah. Spike, if it's the one from the evolution, he was the one who was on skateboarding yeah, and he yeah. could like make the bone protrusions. Yeah. Yeah. Spike. So um, I don't know. Let's make him like he's trying to steal money because. He something's wrong with his family and he he's trying to figure it out and or they disowned him because he started just bringing out all these spikes and no one ever knew what, what was freak. happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fun, yeah. So I think I would want that. And I, I would just introduce like Xavier and Magneto trying to talk to Spider-Man like you're a mutant. Like you came from the snaps like no i've been around like like i've I, I had spider these, bite me yeah, yeah like <laughs> i have these powers from something else like i think that would be just like a little funny banter i dig that i like that element yeah and um i would want deadpool like just like a little like i think once they have like their big fight um like the x-men they, they team up for like a little with spider-man and they beat him up and whatever and then the x-men and they leave and they told them like you know what like if you ever need us you know where to find us we're gonna go find more mutants and help them out uh-huh. so spider-man's like all right i'll see you guys later and then as they're leaving or whatever just like quick like deadpool like <laughs> like okay i heard you guys need me like what happened and everything's like done already like it's been like a week already too like uh-huh. everything's already cleaned up like oh man and then boom you introduce deadpool to like the marvel like, like, and then it just ends with with um deadpool going off because it's still PG-13. <laughs> Spider-Man's still PG-13. So I think he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. And then it just ends. And then there you go. You introduce now X-Men. You introduce Magneto and um, and Xavier and Deadpool. I mean, now you can open up. And yeah, I think the next movie would be um, actually X-Men now training. Yeah, you open it too. And then you have um, the, the intro of the Sentinels because the government's getting scared of everything going on they've this has never happened of course in the history of the mankind that we're evolving so quickly into having powers and then everybody wants to be like the avengers everybody wants to be a superhero and then of course we have the people being villains and i really like the route you're going down because then you can do like the introduction of the mutant registration act yeah which would make sense because okay if we play with the idea that you had the sokovia accords and then now you have the thunderbolts 
what's the next logical step? Go to the Mutant Registration Act. And it's like, you know, it's just the government stepping in more and more. And it's like, you know, the, the X-Men are like, well, we're not totally against it, but that's not right. And then that just even pushes Magneto that much further. Like, you know, you could have that epic scene where he pulls up his shirt sleeve and you see his Holocaust numbering. And he's like, I remember the last time you <laughs> yep. told me it was just for identification, you know, something like that. And man, that just really screams of like, holy crap. And, and it can, it can justify because Magneto, he's such an interesting character. Like he's the bad guy, but at the same time, you're kind of like, Dude, I get it, man. Yeah, like, you're taking I mean, he's been crap. through a lot. Yeah. yeah, nice. I dig that, man. I like what you put. So in there. yeah, I, I think I would want that. I mean, I just think it would be a very interesting movie. Like, I think we would have to focus on. But the hard thing about introducing them with Spider-Man is, you know, they want to do the Spider-Man Venom. You, you, oh yeah. You know that's where they're going because Venom Two is already going to come out. What next? Well, supposedly this year. With um, what is it? Um, there, there will be carnage. Yeah, there will be carnage. Yeah, I think. so yeah. I I feel like the next step will be Venom, Spider Man. So I think it gets a little harder. Um, you might have to introduce some like maybe in a smaller role or something else. Well, see, I think the best way if I was doing it, I would have Spider Man come to Venom. That's uh, that's how I would play it. Like at the end of the movie, like are in that whole, you know, kind of maybe I'm going to steal a little bit of your riff here, but, you know, go to Venom 2. There will be Carnage, right? And we have the big fight between Venom and Carnage, and it's going chaos. And, of course, Nick Fury, what the hell is going on, you know? <laughs> and Parker, you're my hero. Get over there. Do that. And I see a bunch of guys jumping around like you. I want you to go over there. And, you know, that's when all of a sudden, you know, Peter Parker shows up, and he's there, and he's like, okay, I'm here to help. And, you know, maybe maybe that's where you even have the moment where Carnage like hits Venom and he collides into Spider-Man and they touch. And then all of a sudden when Venom gets up, boom, we see that white spider on his chest. Ooh. And it's like, what did you do to me, kid? Oh, we'll talk later. They shut him down. And, you know, then the movie just kind of ends with that where it's like, what does this mean? Boom. Yeah. You know, you, I think I would want the. All right, we're just going into something else. We're just now. going deeper and deeper. Yeah, but we'll save that for another time. Marvel Cinematic Phase 12. Here we yeah. come. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I would want that. I mean, I think the X-Men introduction is a little touchy because we already have so many movies. And, I, yeah, I don't think I would want to introduce Wolverine right away. Yeah, you got to... Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, and, and I think... Like, let's say these, what are they? Probably like juniors. Spider-Man's like, what, like a junior right now? Maybe yeah, a I senior? Think so maybe, yeah. so I, I think I would want them the same age. Um, I would want Wolverine to be like three, four years older. So it's not weird when it's the love triangle between um, Summer or Scott's, Scott, Scott, Gene, Gene and Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. So it's not weird because I feel like if you get like a 30-year-old man to be Wolverine and then you have these high school kids, it does get yeah, a little that's weird. That's going to be ugly. And it's <laughs> Disney now. So, of course, they're not ever going to do that. So I think I don't think I would want him to be a high school kid. I think I would want him to be like... 20 19 20 they're like 17 18 because and this guy was in the military yeah so you know he's this hard and like uh you don't talk to me like i'm yeah, smarter than you give, like, don't give me their punk <laughs> yeah like smoking a cigar drinking yeah. his whiskey like you're out of school man Calm yeah down. you don't get it bub <laughs> yeah exactly there you go so okay let me throw in another little pitch this okay who do you cast as scott do you like oh. who they had in the X-Men first class and all that. So, okay, I really... Or, or do you keep who they had? No, uh, you know, and that's what's tough because 
Deadpool carries over, and you know it's just because Ryan Reynolds did a great job, and yeah. he, he embodies the character. And if you change it, oof. yeah, people are gonna lose <laughs> it. Well, and, and this goes back to something I was just gonna chime in with a moment ago too. I feel bad for whoever's gonna play Wolverine next. Oh yeah, he's because they're almost gonna have the um, the Brandon Routh problem. Because if you think about it, look at all the seconds. Okay, you go to Spider Man, Andrew Garfield. People bashed yeah. him because oh, he's not he's not Tobey Maguire. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, the new kid comes along. Hey, he's great. So it's the middle child thing, you know? So it's yeah. like, so whoever plays Wolverine next, I feel for him because they're going to have. Be ready. Be ready. They're going to have such shoes to fill. Or I guess claws to fill. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, so I, I feel that they're going to have a hard time. So, yeah, like I, I would definitely wait. Uh, but, okay, going back to it. No, I, I, I didn't care for the kid. I mean, not to say he didn't do a good job, but there was nothing there. Like, it just was like, okay, whatever. So I just, I didn't care for him. I don't really know young Hollywood anymore as much as I used to. Um, like, I mean, I'm okay if they brought James Marsden back. I was going to tell you that. The like, age James Marsden. <laughs> oh, even that oh, guy even kept his looks. Yeah, yeah he's like, still, he could really still And even then, you could have Cyclops be an adult, which is totally cool with me. You know, Scott and Gene and Wolverine as adults. That way we get the love triangle and there's no... Yeah. No worries about that. I'm I'm fine with that. But um, he mentioned like they asked him this. I think it was there was one of those romantic movies that he did, and it's the one where like they were lovers as kids, and then he left town. Oh and then, yeah, you know, I, so, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. It was like a Nicholas Spark. Yeah, one. some yeah. of those. Yeah. So, anyways, when they were asking James Marsden like, who would you get to play a younger Cyclops? And he was like, the kid who plays me in this film. I would just have him play myself. If there's a guy who could play a Scott Summers. Hmm. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, um, I, I, I could definitely, I could see something like that. But otherwise, I mean, luckily Cyclops has kind of been generally an unknown actor. So just as long as it's somebody who's willing to like really put forth a strong attitude and dedicate themselves to being this character for a good amount of time, and the studio is going to do something with the character this time. Because if you look at the first trilogy of X-Men films, like Cyclops has, what, he maybe 30 nothing. minutes yeah. of movies of screen time? Like, I don't blame James Marsden for saying, well, then I'm going to go do Superman Returns, you know? At least yeah. I'll do something. So, I mean, they, they've got to definitely do something. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with an unknown, uh, but I'm definitely for a new actor. I just don't know who. Yeah. I was going to agree with you that I think you need a new actor. Um, Wolverine, you probably do need a more well-known actor. I don't think... I, but I think it's hard too because they've been throwing out um, Taron Egerton, yeah, as that. But I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard Scott Eastwood. Yeah, Scott um, Eastwood. I remember when Tom Hardy was a big runner up for it. But he's um, Venom now. He's so. Venom. So uh, you know, I, yeah. And then, then that's another one where it's just it's so tough to like. Okay, who do you go? But again, Wolverine is such a great enough. Hugh Jackman was unknown when he got cast. Yeah. So, I mean, it could happen. You could maybe have lightning strike twice. Who knows? You know, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show, though, it, when you get an actor or actress, you know, who is so excited about playing their character. Yeah. Then you have a great casting. Yeah. And that's what we need. And I think that's I think that's a big element that um, uh, f- uh, Kevin Feige brings to the MCU. Is that he gets people that like okay you want to oh, do yeah. this all right cool and then and he makes some research because yeah. and work out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kamel Nanjiani oh of, god right yeah that's gonna be crazy to see I, I need to, I need to get into a Marvel movie <laughs> I know I'm like you guys don't even have to pay me my yeah. name's already Chris <laughs> yeah. I'm Golden let's do this <laughs> my name's already Chris yes um but yeah I mean I, I loved both of these pitches I feel like if they did any of them I mean 
they're probably not going to do anything close to this. They're probably just going to start with an X-Men movie just yeah. right off the bat. <laughs> but yeah, but I think both of you and I, we, we didn't talk about this. We, we just kind of picked it up on the fly. Yeah. But I think that is the way to go. Like we like I said, that kind of that Black Panther formula. Introduce it in another film, build up the hype, and then bam, do a movie. Because well, yeah. you don't want to have them crash like Inhumans. And they yeah. won't because everybody wanted the X-Men. It was just mm-hmm. Fox had them at the time and nobody cared for you know the Inhumans. They're a great one pitch movie you know like they're they're a story in a movie they're not even a, a character set not no offense to them they're great characters but you know look at their issues they haven't really held their own series but yeah i think that would be the success for x-men introduce them somewhere else so that way you get two fan bases whatever movie you're watching plus yep. the x-men fans and then you're gonna be golden i mean and look how good it worked for black panther black panther was like the biggest grossing movie of oh, that yeah. year because and people were just more excited because of course they saw him in civil war so they're like oh my god who oh, is this guy this is yeah. a badass character get, yeah yeah so i think you got you got to hype people up you can't just be expecting them to be excited because people are with that bad taste of x-men already yeah so not a lot of people a lot of people love those well, movies you so. know it's just it's a tough thing because a lot of people get bogged down by the history of the comics because yep. the x-men were first created back in 1963 so you're talking Oof. that's a good chunk of time plus you've got these movies that date all the way back to 2000 so yeah, there's a lot of history there's a lot of baggage but yeah this time it's like okay we got to do it for the love of what's here and now because you do you really have to wash it out of my of the fans minds so that way they're not sitting there comparing this like well that guy's not patrick stewart and that yeah. guy's not ian yeah. mckellen and that guy's not uh the wanted guy you know all these things so it's <laughs> like you, you gotta you gotta get it so that way they'll be happy because i'll, I'll be honest with you I, the the guy who played the second magneto um uh michael fassbender michael fassbender he's one that i could consider saying bring him over like you could keep really? him as Magneto. Okay. Dude, he he, did he really was good. awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, though, X Men First Class and Forward, and just like I felt about all these X Men films, they're good films. But the minute you call them X Men, they have a certain quality to them that they are lacking. But if you didn't call them X Men, if you called them the Mutants or <laughs> the Struggle or whatever, I think those movies are fantastic. I like the idea of a young yeah. Magneto being a Nazi hunter. I think that's great. You know, oh, that, yeah, but, that was really cool. You know, so it's like, yeah, if, like I said, if they just called these something else, they would have been perfect films in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I hope. I I feel like I have a lot of faith in Marvel. They've been. I don't think they've disappointed me too much. I feel like captain marvel wasn't my favorite movie but even then it was pretty good even like their bad movies are like good (laughs) yeah no that's true well and see and i think what hurt with captain marvel there's a lot of history there that got cut yeah okay um you have to like if you're going to talk about carol danvers she is such a great tragic character she's been through so much and we lose all that because we just go straight to captain marvel um, like her period, like she, okay. You know why rogue had all those cool powers? No. She got them from captain Marvel. Oh, like okay. That was so Carol used to be miss Marvel. So she was a superhero in her own right. She was with the Avengers rogue at the time was a villain. She was part of the uh, brotherhood of evil mutants. The brotherhood of evil mutants went and attacked the Avengers and rogue just grabbed miss marvel and like absorbed so much power that it put miss marvel in a coma she lost memory she wasn't sure of who she was oh wow it was huge it was freaking awesome x-men the animated series even covered an episode on it but we lose all that history when we go straight to just captain marvel and i think that's what hurts because Ah. the long-term fans are like well wait a second you know don't make us feel bad about what we knew before this 
And yeah, there's nothing wrong with trying to get to the quote unquote exciting point, the Marvel now point. Yeah. But give us that journey. Let us see everything that got there as well. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like Marvel has done a good job. I mean, they went, they took it slow. They went. Well, they very Iron, much so. Yeah, the Iron Man. They did Captain America. Then let's do Thor. Then let's do another Iron Man two. Let's give them more backstory. Then let's do the Avengers. And like I feel like if they did that, they they just need to be patient because X Men is still fresh in everybody's mind. So as long as they're patient, they're like, let's introduce them slowly. Maybe not introduce all of them. Introduce one or two. Let's take it slow. I feel like it's going to be a big payoff. And, you know, honestly, something that got me thinking as we were talking more, we didn't see Spider-Man's origin and we're okay. So maybe we don't need to see the X-Men's origin. Yeah. You know, we're okay. But I feel like they need to. Well, you explained why. Like, I I like, actually, I I really, I dig what you said, and especially with the fact now thinking about that there's been three snaps. I like that because if you think about it, okay, 1%. 1% means if there's a room full of 100 people, only one of them has a power. Mm-hmm. So if mutants are 1%, for every 100 people in a room, one person's a mutant. For every 1,000 in a room, 10 are a mutant. Okay. Now, what if we just said it was like a half percent chance? Well, now you're talking 200 people per one mutant. So, yeah, that's how it was after World War II and so on and so on. Yeah. But then when Thanos did the snap, bam, now it jumps up to a percent. When Hulk did the snap, because Hulk's powerful, bam, now it went up to 5%. <laughs> and then when Iron Man did the snap, bam, it went up to 7%. So we yeah. do see that. Out of 7 that, billion you know, people? Yeah. Like- you now you're starting to like, oh, my God, like you said earlier, because that's what that's what registered in my mind, was we're growing at a, at a faster rate. And it's yeah. like, oh, there you go. Like the snap is what did it, because that, that could be this force that triggers humanity to mutate because it's a survival instinct and there you go I I would love to see that scene like it's like there's a family like at a dinner table and like you know everything they think everything's back to normal there the Avengers are fighting over there and then boom um, Tony Stark snaps and then their son just like lights on fire yeah, when they're eating spot, like, you know, like, oh, like my oh my god what is, what's happening yeah, like oh you know they're trying to put him out and the kid's yep. freaking out like he's on fire and it's yep. like but it doesn't burn. Yeah, well, well <laughs> but but he's freaking out because he doesn't know. Yeah, so he he's still like, sees he fire, stopped dropping yeah. and roll, and but nothing. But he he starts noticing. You know what? Like this isn't hurting. Like what's happening? Like and then he's just on fire. But but I mean, he turns it off or whatever. Somehow yeah. he gets into the shower or whatever. He's just like, oh my god! Like what is happening? And then boom, there you go. Yeah. I, I would just like to see those scenes of people getting the powers out of nowhere yeah the mutation yeah, yeah. The, getting mutated and then just like not knowing what to do yeah. like this guy like is playing with his little sister and then he like freezes her hand to like give like a little nod to frozen like yeah <laughs> like he freezes her hand when playing with the dolls with his sister like they're like what's happening like I don't know. I a just kitty I would, falls through the ceiling from uh-huh. her second story bedroom, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And what if she gets trapped midway? And it's like, "Oh my god, uh-huh. what do I do?" You know? I, yeah. I, I do like though the the is it rogue rogue right that kisses? Yeah, she can't touch people. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that would be cool. Just as the snap is going on, she gets her first high school kiss, and oh, then whoa, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think it's just, and I think Wolverine. I would just keep him as a long time mutant. Like he's been a mutant for a while, but he's been keeping it under wraps. He's yeah. he went through the military and, but, but well, of course, yeah. And I like that. I think that's neat because I mean, if we look at it, like Wolverine goes back to like the eighteen hundreds now. Yeah, like with his origin. So it's like there's nothing wrong. With it. Again, that goes back to that uh, one in a billion people, and it just happened to be Logan. You know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I love this pitches. I think it's really good. 
um i'm excited yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, hopefully we get some news you know of course we're all as fans we're always excited yeah you know so hopefully they do but you know we're we're, we're gonna jump on it first and we're gonna throw our ideas out there so please tell us what you think pitch your ideas as well yeah you know, let us we know would love to hear them you know there's a there's gonna be a great way and this is a huge heavy responsibility because it's not just any characters that you're bringing into the marvel cinematic universe it's the x-men yep and that's a big freaking family yep so we gotta so, make sure it's done right it's gonna be exciting i'm excited yeah <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap up here. Um, please, as always, check out Geek Elite Media and look at all the other shows that are in our network. You know, We've got plenty of other podcasts, so please listen to those. Um, you can find me on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say. Stuff I Should Say. <laughs> should being spelled S-H-U-D. Andy, how can they find you? Mine is Andy Canchola. So it's A-N-D-Y-Y-Y with three Ys. Canchola, C-A-N-C-H-O-L-A. Yep, so find us there, ask us directly, uh, send us a DM, whatever the case may be. Uh, please also make sure to check out Geekly Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social medias. We are out there, and we would love to you know, interact with you guys, especially yeah. on Facebook. I think that one's, that's a really fun platform. Twitter's also a fun platform. Um, so definitely let us know. Tell us what you think. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Share with us, because not only do we want to share what we feel, we would love to have you, the fan, interact with us yes. as well. So Please. You know, jump on there. Give us that comment, that message, that tweet, that poke that tells us <laughs> what's going on. Uh, but anyways, until then, this is Pitch This saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.